0: I graduated from college, ended up in Texas, a place I'd never been before. I'm a New Englander. And uh, God brought me there for my very first job working in the oil business. I'm a petroleum geologist. And uh, it went really well. It, uh, I was, uh, Before long, I was self-employed. And it was one of those times when the oil industry was a heyday. I mean, people were making a lot of money. And I'd go to a a uh, party with a lot of young singles, you know, your age and uh, people would be talking about retiring when they were 30 because they were figuring on making enough money to do it. It was it was an intoxicating time mm-hmm. and I was, I was caught up in it mm-hmm. and I was starting to make my own plans to retire by 30, of course my goal was more noble, I was going to travel the world and I was going to learn, I was going to study. Maybe, maybe share the gospel, I don't know. But, <laughs> uh, but this this was this was what I was being steeped in. And along the way, God said, I've got other plans. Uh, I don't have time to tell the whole story. But God grabbed a hold of me. <clears throat> I started teaching the Bible in this little church. And uh, I didn't live uh, as too great a Christian in college. Uh, in fact, I really desire the name of Christ but it was funny as soon as I got out of college I went right back to a church started teaching the Bible and it was teaching the Bible God grabbed a hold of me and as I began to open the word and tried asking ask him to show me how to open it for others that he began speaking to me and I realized that it's not enough just to know this word we've got to do it we've got to do it and I, I frankly was not impressed with my church experience. I wasn't impressed with the church I grew up with because there was really nothing in it that seemed to me to look like what I saw in the Bible, in the New Testament anyway. And so I was wondering, where where is it? Where is it that the Spirit of God is really moving? And we really see people who are taking risks of faith. Anyway, God started showing me that I can make... Or the exploration geologist. I can find oil and somebody will just burn it. It's fuel, right? But he said if you can help people find the gospel, then they live forever. That's for eternity. That's eternal significance. That's impact. Not about you, but I don't want to go through this. They talk about leaving a footprint. You know, what a, you know what a carbon footprint is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we say we want to leave a really small carbon footprint, don't we? But in terms of a footprint, other than a carbon footprint, I want to leave a big footprint. In other words, I don't want to just come through this world and it was like, was Robert ever here? I mean, was, was he here tonight? You know, uh, or or, or is this life? Was, was he here in the 20th century? Uh, and I don't know about you, but I think we all have something in us where we have a sense, I want to make a difference. Don't you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I think that God put that into us. I think there's something holy about that. We want to make a difference. Yeah. And I think that's something to bless. We, we make declarations tonight. And I think that's one declaration we can say over everybody here tonight. God wants to use you to make a difference.
2: Yeah.
0: Not just pass through and say, well, it was, who was Drew? Who, oh, he was that tall guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we want, not just to be known by our peers, we want, we want the enemy to tremble when he hears our name.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in order for that to be the case, I think one of the things we need to do is make sure that he has nothing to hold over us.
1: Amen. And, when look,
0: and when we look back at our life, you know who's one of the greatest critics? Who? Yeah, You. You're one of the worst critics, and you're one of the, great, the enemy's greatest allies. Whenever he needs a helper, he only has to call on you. Because you're really good at condemning yourself. When you look at that thing that you think cuts you out of the race, you're convinced there's no way to get back in the running, aren't you? Maybe it hasn't happened yet, but it happened to me. After being a petroleum geologist, what God showed me was that I could, you know He called me to serve Him. I didn't know how, but I thought maybe it was in the mission field. My wife and I, we went to China. We lived there for a year. And uh, I uh, uh, thought, well, maybe it's missions. You know? But after that, I realized, no, there's something in me to be an equipper, teacher. So I went to seminary. And I, I, was trying to get out of, out of Texas. I, I was, telling her that I, I, wasn't born there, but I lived there, and it, and uh, it seemed like, God wouldn't let me leave. It was, uh, it's not as pretty, not nearly as pretty as Minnesota. And uh, anyway, uh, but I ended up, I ended up working there, first in the oil business, and then I got called back there as a pastor. And altogether, I was over 25 years. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, We finally moved. We're in Virginia now, but um, along the way, I pastored this church, and the first five years, it was going great guns. It was, you know, one of these churches growing 10% a year. And, you know, and then all of a sudden, everything fell apart. Everything. It's like the wheels fell off. And... You know, I was one of those pastors who did a membership drive. I, I think I got to mix up, though. I was driving the members away,
2: you know. <laughs> <laughs> I had a membership drive. Yeah.
0: But, and again, I don't have time to tell you the story, but it was one of those things where everything was going wrong. There was conflict. And so what did I do? Every time something went wrong, I thought, i got to step it up. So I thought, okay, I'm going to reinvest myself. I'm going to add some new programs. And I became like that man. You know the man in the circus who spins the plates? Awesome. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the was- stick yeah. and the plate. He's winding it up, right? <laughs> it's going, it's going, it's going. It's not enough to do one, right? You gotta grab another
1: stick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: And another one, right? (laughs) What am I doing? The ministry's not going well. So what do I have to do? I have to add a women's ministry. Oh, women's ministry. (laughs) uh, Still, still, we're losing members. Whoa, wait a minute, whoa. (laughs) You know, know, we got to add children's ministry. (laughs) And I'm doing this. And and I'm dying. I became a plate spanner instead of a pastor. And I was so busy doing stuff for Jesus. Never spending time with them. Bye. And lo and behold, what happened? I burned out. Mm-hmm. And along the way, I taught out of my intellect. That was a smart guy. I made decisions out of my wisdom. One of those decisions I made. I was invited. We lost. We devastated. The church was devastated. We lost leadership, and I invited two guys to join us that were very promising. We kind of groomed them along the way, and lo and behold, I find out a year after installing them in ministry leadership that the one guy is having an affair with the other guy's wife. Why? Because I was in such a rush to fill ministry positions. I didn't. I didn't take time to see God. I did. Wait a minute. Oh no, you didn't. It was purely perfunctory. I didn't see God. Along the way, the church experienced such devastation that got to the point where I said, you not only are going through this church and making no impact, you're having a negative impact. It's one thing to pass through this world and do nothing, but isn't it worse to pass through this world and do damage? Uh, and I'm looking at my, my church and I'm thinking you know what the problem with this church is? It's you. You've tried everything under the sun and you've studied you know all the things that can go wrong and you know all the things to do but what's the common denominator here? It's you. Now that's point I said the church would be better off with you out of here. And it got so bad that I felt like, you know what? I made business being in the ministry. Who was my best friend then, huh? Who was whispering in my ear? Mm -mm. I was doing a lot of his work for him. Anyway, thankfully, God gave me a time of rest. I took took four months off. And I learned something. I didn't know. But, eh, I thought I knew. And it was something that Isaiah said. Isaiah 30, 15. In repentance and rest is your salvation. Have you ever read that? In repentance, I need to repent, you bet. And rest, be still and know that I and repentance and rest is your salvation. And quietness and trust is your strength.
1: That's what it says. And you know what the
0: next phrase is? But you would have none of it. Mm. Mm. Oh, man. God spoke, God <coughs> showed me that scripture, I on that scripture for a whole weekend up near Taos, New Mexico, in a friend's um, cabin in repentance and rest is your salvation in quietness and trust is your strength but you would have none
1: mm.
0: I just wonder how often do we run ourselves into the ground
1: mm.
0: and then blame it on the enemy well, the enemy's doing this to me mm. or people God gave me a chance for a do over mm. I took a rest I came back to the church God gave me new wisdom, new wisdom at least to bring people around me who were good, uh, good leaders, and a support system of people who were praying for me, you know, encouraging me, and a new wisdom to know how to set boundaries. And what almost devastated me was this shame that I didn't, I didn't measure up. One of the figures in the Bible that I really like and one of the encounters in the Bible I really like is in Mark chapter five. You wanna look there with me? I don't know if you guys spend Bibles if <laughs> <have> you got <laughs> yes, sir. Yes,
3: sir. If you don't if you don't use them, it's it's trouble, right? Mark five.
0: Mark five. We've got an interesting story here that I love to love to look at. And we've got a story starting at verse twenty-one. Mark 5:21. and I don't have much time. When did I start? I don't I About 30, 30 minutes, right? I do Okay. Okay, all right. Here, here we're going to have to do it in a quick version, all right? Je- Jesus is crossed over the Sea of Galilee, and there a large crowd gathers. And he's met by who? Help me tell the story. Who meets him? Jairus, right? Who's a synagogue ruler. And he's falling at his feet with an earnest plea My little daughter is dying. So please come put your hands on her so she'll be healed and live. Now we have another person in this story who also has a need. Who's that? It's who a large crowd is following. They pressing in around Jesus. And it says a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. 12 years. Now look at this. Look how difficult this. She suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors. You know, are are the doctors supposed to set us free? Under the care of many doctors, she (laughs) suffered. And instead of getting better, she grew worse. Well, I relate to that. Everything I did to try to make that church better only made it worse. And it says that when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind in 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 the crowd, touched his cloak, because she thought... If I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. And immediately her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. Wow. Now, what's next in verse 30 fascinates me. It says at once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. Alright, so then we know the power is at work, the power of healing. And he turns around in the crowd and he asks, Who touched my clothes? Alright, now who is this again? This is Jesus. Who is Jesus? God. God. What's one of his attributes? God is um, omniscient. omniscient. Yeah. And yet he's asking and what is this, a senior moment? Who, who's touched my clothes? What why does he ask the question?
1: <laughs> he wants her to step out there's gonna be
0: many answers and I want to hear it. Because he
1: need
0: she needed to identify herself. And he, he wanted
4: her to step out in faith. He,
0: he wanted to her to step out in faith. Why?
4: Because she needed to she's begging for it, she's asking for it. She's Seeking against the crowd, that's basically telling her it's impossible.
0: Okay, all right. And why does she need to be identified, Tony? So she could, well,
1: to set an
4: example of her faith.
0: Okay, all right. So we could love her. Other reasons, so we could love her. <laughs> yeah, so we could love her. Okay, what else? Other reasons. There's, a, there's probably about five or six yeah. reasons.
4: Well, she was like the unclean, and oh. so finally, right. when she is acknowledged to the crowd as now clean because he, she is like sinless and because of yeah this whole situation yeah
5: i guess they yeah. Were her up. She want, he wanted her to acknowledge to herself in public mm-hmm. oh
0: okay so and there's she, something that needs to be made public was jesus finished with her when he healed her physically no mm-hmm. let's compare this woman and the synagogue ruler can we i want you to do a quick comparison we're going to do it on the whiteboard can you do that mm-hmm. i like okay. to draw things where am I? Oh, Alec, thanks. Yep. All right. I'm going to start here. Let's imagine, the scripture says in Galatians that in Christ, we're all one, right? And there's neither male nor female, Jew nor Greek, slave nor free. All right, so let's say, technically, we're all men and women, even. Let's put the woman on this side. Let's put the man on this side. And give me a comparison and their whatever. And let's see where they are, where they really are in that society. So, first of all, one's a man, so he's already up the stage, right? Mm-hmm. She's a woman, that puts her down a level, okay? Keep, keep going. What's the difference between these two? He's
5: ruler.
0: Okay, he's a ruler, and she's? Unclean. Okay, she's not a ruler. We'll stay in the same categories, all right? What else? She's unclean, he's? Righteous. Righteous. Keep, keep going. What he's other He's
6: She's sick and he's healthy.
0: Yeah, right. And not only sick, but she's got a bleeding illness, which in the Old Testament says if, if you have an issue of blood, you're unclean, and anybody touches you is unclean. unclean. And he's not sick. His daughter is sick. All right, what else? What other contrasts? Anything else? What was his title? Was
5: he educated?
0: It says he was a synagogue ruler, isn't it? A religious ruler? What does it say?
5: Leader in the synagogue.
0: Leader in the synagogue.
5: The only way to be a leader is if you could read, and you could read, like, okay. scriptures. So
0: she was, he was educated, and she was uneducated. You know what the, the Jews wrote about women who read the Bible on that day? You've heard this teaching, haven't you? They said that it's better, this is what they wrote in this era, that it was better for the scripture to be burned than for a woman to read it. Mm. So there was very little opportunity for women to read scripture. So, yes, very likely she didn't have opportunity to study scripture. She's down another level, he's up another level.
5: Anything else? We don't know if she's married or has kids. We don't, we don't know. Her. All right.
0: And we won't conjecture. What about finances? She's got nothing. Why does she have nothing? Ah, she's in poverty. And he's rich. How much divides these two? We look at this now. We're supposed to be equal in Christ. She's down here. He's down here. What's she experiencing? What's her experience? Rejection. Separation. Separation. Shame. What is shame? What is shame? Big difference between guilt and shame. Guilt says, I made a mistake. Shame says, I am the mistake. Now, Tremendous difference between the two, critical difference between the two. Because if you make a mistake you can
5: okay.
0: you can fix it. You can make it. But if you are the mistake. It's the it's Popeye's confession, right? I am what I am. I don't know if you ever listen to Popeye. They're okay. It's an old cartoon. All right. Um, you can't change what you are. You can only change what you do. Guilt says, I made a mistake. I did something wrong. Shame says, I am the mistake. I am. There's something wrong with my being, not my doing. This woman was feeling enormous sense of shame. And so when she reached out to Jesus, why did she not come publicly? Look at the difference. The ruler comes face to face. Jesus, will you heal my daughter? She can't do that. She has to sneak through the crowd and to reach out (laughs) secretly to touch his garment because she's defiling everyone in that crowd. So she's subject to be um, stoned or ostracized. And Jesus has the gall then to say, who touched me? What's he going through right then?
1: Panic.
0: Pan it, yeah. exactly, you've got it. Feel her emotion, can you feel what she's feeling? I shouldn't be here, I'm gonna sneak in, I'm gonna sneak out, I'm gonna get my healing and go. Sometimes we do that here, right? i got, I've got to get in and get out because you know what? I so desperately need what's happening here. but I, I don't know if I can risk exposure. I don't know if I can really risk letting people know who I am. I don't know if I can really risk letting people know how I've blown it. Because that's what I am, I'm a failure. And I don't think there are do-overs. But I just need to know I need to slip in and slip out. I need to get my touch and go. And so she reaches in. And doggone it. Darn it. He's calling her out. That's not a safe place, is it, Mike? You know what I mean? What is he doing here? He's calling me out. And what is she doing right now? Jesus is saying, hear him, hear him saying, Who touched me? You're the one. You did it. What are you going through? What else? Mm-hmm. Who touched me? She doesn't answer. What are you feeling? She wants to crawl in a hole. Yeah. And still Jesus says, Who touched me? Is he into torture? Is that what he is? What is he after?
1: He, he knows. Display of love.
0: Yeah. yeah. He knows that there's even something more significant for her to receive. She's received a physical healing, and He wants to give her an emotional healing. He wants to give her a healing of the heart on top of the healing of her body. And so He does call her out. And He says, I want to see, I want to see you. Because no one in this crowd would touch you. No one in this crowd will look at you. But I want to look in your eyes. I want to look in your eyes. And I want to know who you are. Because you're important, just as important now, I want to ask you, if someone were to come into this meeting and interrupt, who would be allowed to interrupt me? Who would, who would be allowed to interrupt this meeting? If, 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 if who, what you say? The Holy, the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Okay. Why? Now, what if, all right, would you let, I mean, would you let Israel come in? Would you let Israel come and interrupt me? Yes. Yeah. Right. Would you let him interrupt my teaching? Yeah? Would you do that? Would you let... Okay. How about the neighbor? Would you let the neighbor come and interrupt me? No. no. Why
4: not? Because
0: we don't know him. We don't know him. Okay. <coughs> right. Okay. What well, if uh, Obama was here? Would you let him interrupt me? <laughs> no? was <laughs> No. Okay. Hello. Hello.
2: Bad, <laughs> Bad <example.
1: laughs> <laughs> 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 Who are talking. Bad
0: examples. What do we allow to be interrupted? Who do we allow to be interrupted by? We allow people of status to interrupt us. Now look at the story again. Who interrupted who? Who interrupts who in this story? Who is the person of status? Jairus. Who's the purpose of no status? No. The woman. Who interrupts who? Jesus. And Jesus allows it. What's he saying to her?
1: You're worth, worth it. it.
0: You're worth it. He allows the woman of no status to interrupt him on the way to take care and minister to a man with all the status. And he's saying to her by that very act, you're worth it. And even after he heals her, he still dawdles and says, who touched me? Because I'm not finished with you yet. And all the time, what do you think Jairus is going through? Again, getting Jairus' skin right now. What's Jairus doing? He's panicking too. Isn't he? For a different reason. Why is he panicking? i got a daughter dying. What are you doing wasting time with this woman? What are you doing wasting time with this woman? And aren't there people that we say that about? That's a a. She's a throwaway. Because you know what? She wasted her own life anyway. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: She already wasted her life. So why are you wasting any time on her? And same with you.
6: And
0: Jesus says, "No, I'm not
6: done." To Jesus, no one is a waste.
0: But Jesus knows it's a waste of time, and he says, who touched me? Finally, what happens? There's a face-to-face encounter. What does it say, Ellie?
4: Don't be afraid, just happy. No, hold on. Dada, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Yeah.
0: He speaks a word straight to her. <clears throat> he allows himself to be touched. The holiest of the holiest. Now where's Jesus' status compared to giants? Let's put Jesus on this chart. Where's uh, his status?
2: I mean,
0: we don't have room on the whiteboard, do we? <laughs> but he is willing to, t- to be touched. And to touch. And to take time. Because he sees her value. We're not valuable because we're so valuable. We're valuable because we're loved. We're not lovable because we're valuable. We're valuable because we're loved. And Jesus came. This, is, this, is, this has been a great revelation for me because I grew up in a denomination where we didn't talk about shame. We only talked about guilt. We had a, a denomination where we were really good. We knew the answer to guilt. And what was the answer to guilt? It's forgiveness, right? The cross is a place where we receive forgiveness. But this is, this is what I learned. That there's something that forgiveness doesn't need be to be able to touch. And that's what's so horrible about shame. When you feel shame, you say, well, forgive, what's forgiveness got to do with it? It's not that I did something wrong. I am the wrong. And how does forgiveness, a do-over, I didn't make a mistake. I am the mistake. So what's forgiveness got to do with it? And I talk to some people who battle shame, and when they hear that they're forgiven, they say they almost feel mocked. Then they say, Don't mock me. I know I'm not worthy of forgiveness. Mm. And so it almost becomes a heaping on of more shame. And besides, what's forgiveness got to do with that anyway? I didn't make a mistake. I am the mistake.
1: Mm.
0: And you know what I learned? I thought, Does the cross have nothing for people who are steeped in shame? Does the cross say nothing to people who feel like I'm a loser? I don't measure up. You know, that's scripture and. Romans, all have sinned and, what would you say, fall short? You know what shame is? Shame is a sense that there is an ideal, and we don't measure up. Shame is a sense that we have an ideal, that there's a standard, that this is what we have to do to be accepted. And it's a sense, Romans is saying it. All have sinned, that's guilt, and fallen short, that's shame. Romans describes both conditions. Both conditions and shame. There's an ideal, and we sense, as Christians, we get it heaped on more, because at least at least as you're not a christian the ideal is here, it's, or here. It's way up there. But when we become a Christian, what do they do? They make the ideal even higher. We're under the care of many doctors, and we've gotten worse. Haven't we? Like I became a Christian, and I'll find out they raised the bar. Oh no, so now I measure up less. I mean, further from the goal. We feel more shame? Can that be? When the standard gets raised more and more, and we couldn't even make it to begin with, what do we do? Some give up. Some fake it. Mm
1: -mm.
0: And say, you know what? I don't measure up in this group. This is a spiritual group. I'm going to have to fake it because I can't make it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so that bar, that that, that becomes sharing. Shame is a sense, I don't measure up. I, guilt says, I cross the line. Shame says, I can't reach the mark. And it's, and it's something that affects all kinds of people. Young, old, male, female, rich, poor, doesn't matter. Shame is a universal experience. And when you look further in Scripture, you say, lo and behold, you know what? Jesus came just as much for guilt as he came for shame. Because it says in Isaiah 53 that He bore our disgrace. That He he was disfigured. He was not esteemed. And He did it because He knows that we we need that healing just as much as we need the forgiveness healing. One of my favorite verses, 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him who had no sin To be sin for us. So that in Him, we might become what? Righteousness of God. The righteousness of God. (laughs) Whose righteousness? Not Mother Teresa's. Not Billy Graham's. But we were given. And it doesn't say that you were given it. He says that you might become. That's a state of being. Did you know that? You see the key word? It's being. It's not behavior. That you might be the righteousness of God. That's a declaration. You asked for declarations tonight. That's a declaration. 2 Corinthians 5.21. God made him who had no sin to be, state of being, not behavior, to be sin for us. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In him. So where is it? In him. It's not, not anywhere, anywhere else. else. It's that's right. In like him. It's nowhere else. It's nowhere else. Yeah. And that's why it's so vital that you get in Him. Mm. Colossians. Christ in you, the mm. Lord. Lord. Amen. The righteousness is in Him. It's nowhere else. Mm-hmm. I don't care how good my church was growing, if it was growing. that It's not in Him. It's not in the church. It's in Him. If you were successful in business, I don't care. That righteousness is in Him. Not in your grades, not in your... Your, your, your work. It's in Him. And that's the only stable source of, of security or identity. And Jesus wants to minister to us, to us all. I want to just give you one case story example from the Bible. you remember remember the young man named Mark? Do you remember Mark? Mm-hmm. Acts, Acts 12? Look, I'll look at this real quick. Acts 12. I want to give this as a, just a little example. Acts 12 Paul has uh, already been converted on the road to Damascus. He's uh, been mentored by Barnabas, and now, um, oh, dude, hold on. I'm talking about Paul. I got Peter. Peter meeting Mark in twelve twelve. Peter escapes from prison. Whose house does he go to? It's it's the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark. So here, look at this. Mark is at the house when Peter escapes. Out of jail, he comes to Mark's mom's house, and here we see that he has two names, Mark and John. That's important for us to know. Okay, later, as Barnabas is being set off, in chapter 13, they decide to take Mark along. In Mark 13, um, verse 5, it says that John was with them as a helper. That's John Mark. All right. Now, in verse 13, 13, 13, it says that they sailed from here to there where John left them to return to Jerusalem. All right, imagine you get picked by the great Apostle Paul. Chance of a lifetime. You're going to go on a mission trip with the Apostle Paul. All right, don't screw up. Don't screw up. Don't screw up. right What's John Mark do? He screws up. He deserts him. Later on, they're going on another mission trip, and... Who wants to bring Mark along? Barnabas. Barnabas. Barnabas says, Hey, let's bring Mark. And what is Paul saying? <laughs> <laughs> Loser. <laughs> don't trust him. He didn't cut it. He blew it. And there's no do on this. I don't know what he said. But he said, I don't want him along." What's Mark feeling? Shame. You know what? I blew it. I blew it. Where do I go back? Amazingly, something happens. Something happens. I want you to look with me. See if I can find it. Look with me at uh, 1537. Now there it is. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, but Paul did not think it wise because he had deserted him. Okay, now look at Colossians 4.10. Colossians 4.10. Colossians 4.10, Paul is writing, says, My fellow prisoner, Aristarchus, sends you greetings, as does Mark the cousin of Barnabas. Uh Uh-oh, is something changing? Is there there reconciliation here? This is Paul, and he's saying, Mark also sends you greetings. Okay, now look at 2 Timothy 4.11. 2 Timothy 4.11. Paul again is writing. Paul again, the one who didn't want to bring Mark along. 2 Timothy 4.11 says, Only Luke is with me. Read that. What does he say? Get who? go get Mark bring him with you because he is what does it say helpful to me in my ministry now look at this here's the guy that disappointed Paul and now he's being reconciled Mark to me is like this woman that's bleeding Mark probably wants to call on a hole I blew it and yet what happens He's way down here, and Paul says, "No, come, go get Mark." But then someone even more important than Paul gives a call to Mark, and he receives a call to an even more important task. And what's that? Write the gospel. To write the gospel. <coughs> Anybody here write a gospel?
2: Yeah.
0: you down been on a mission trip. <coughs> yeah. Anybody here write a gospel?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Who does God pick? He picks this guy that blew it. He picks Mark. He says, I want you to write my story. Would you write my autobiography? Isn't that amazing? He says, I want you to do it. I want you to write. It. This is this is this is something that everybody's gonna read all over the world. It's going to be in hundreds of languages, and Mark, this job's for you. Are there do-overs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what's exciting. Mark blew it. And Jesus said, I'm picking you. I don't care if Paul doesn't. I'm picking you. And you're right in the- so what I want to say to you today, tonight, This the enemy that's saying, you blew it, and it's irretrievable. Now, I know there are things that have changed. For David, when he sinned, there were some things that were irretrievable. Yes, I know. That baby died. I know. But was David used again?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you know that David made the most unrealistic declaration after that was over? In the Psalms, he said, I was sinless from birth. How could he say that? Because David was the one who knew what it meant to experience the lavish grace of God. And when the blood, well, it wasn't the blood, but when he received God's forgiveness, he was washed clean. And when he heard that declaration, God said, I remember your sins no more. And David said, Wow. I've forgotten too. (laughs) And so there is a chance. No matter what's happened. And what God wants to do is reach out with one arm of the cross to you who are feeling guilty. I've made a mistake. I've crossed the line and embrace you with forgiveness and say, you're forgiven. But he has another arm of the cross that's not often used very much or we don't think it's used very much because it's not preached very much. With the other arm of the cross, reach out to those who are filled of shame. People who say, I don't measure up. I'm not good enough. I'm going to be passed over. I've blown it. I'm no good. Never will be. And with that other arm of the cross, Jesus reaches out and says, You're worthy. You're mine. I pick you. For the cross speaks to both guilt and shame. And it reaches out to all. And this is the love of God. Amen. 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 Can I say something about
3: that? I think that we need to know that we're not failures. We might have failed, we're not failures. Mm-hmm. We're not screw-ups. We might have screwed up. We're not screw-ups.
0: You're getting right at the heart of it. Because we do fail from time to time. That's be that's behavior. But to be a failure is a shame condemnation. That's that's something to do with your being, and, and that's exactly right. And God addresses both. Anybody else?
4: I think also too we have to give ourselves grace to make mistakes too. We think that, you know, if we have God and the Holy Spirit, like we're never gonna make mistakes and we're never gonna hurt anyone
0: or whatever. Amen. This, is, is, this is so important. This is why I wanted to start. This is why I wanted to start with my first thing on my mouth, I wanna tell you a story of my failure. Because very often we come we meet platform personalities in ministry, don't we? Mm-hmm. And they're telling you their best war stories. I was going to tell you one of my best war stories tonight. You know, it's funny. We want to be characterized at our best. But we want everybody to overlook us at our worst moment. Don't pay attention. That was my worst moment. Please exempt that. But we want to tell our best war stories. And say, no, this is me. But you know how we connect with people? We don't connect strength to strength. We really don't. Because we feel intimidated very often by strength. But how do we connect? Through weakness. And so if I can come here tonight and then say, you know what? I'm not the most successful pastor. You look at my record. Yeah, people's lives have been trans transformed in different ways, yeah. But it, I look back, and I see a lot of devastation. And it would be easy for me to fall into shame over that. And I have. But I've discovered that that's that's not how God classifies me. I'm not marked by that. Mm. I'm marked by the blood. I'm marked by his identity. Because I'm in Christ. And that's my hope of glory. Mm. That's my hope of glory. And to live by faith is to choose to live by God's declaration. And if David can make the ridiculous statement, I've not sinned. After he's had adultery and killed... (laughs) (laughs) then I can say, I stand before one, I stand fully accepted in Christ, one of the redeemed. And so can you. Amen? Amen. 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 And this is what we need. Someone said this before we started. This is, I think you did. Before we can minister, go out and minister, we have to have that settled. Because as soon as you go out to minister, and you want to, you want to make a difference. The enemy's going to come against you and say, but don't you remember the time you... And he's going to bring up your black marks. And this is why we have to have that settled. We have to recognize that not only your failings to to do, or to to fail to do, or to fail to, or to to do, but also your sense of failure is at the cross. Because the cross deals with both. Failing and sensing, I am a failure. The cross deals with both. And if we haven't brought both to the cross... And we go out to do ministry, the enemy is going to devastate us. And we won't get very far. Amen? Amen. So, uh,
3: just to comment on that. Love others as you love yourself. God expects us to love ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To the extent that we love ourselves is how we are going to love others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. And it's a distinction between uh, self-love, which, you know, Timothy, Paul says to Timothy in the third chapter, saying Timothy, that the love of they'll, they'll be lovers of themselves. It's different than that because what it's doing is it's right. agreeing with how God, what God says about me. I'm agreeing with him. I'm going, the devil's accusing me. God's loving me. God, you're right. I don't care what anyone else says. I, I choose you.
2: Yeah. Winner.
3: Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> That's the declaration. You yes. win.
0: Right? That's the declaration.
6: And the reality is that we may make
5: mistakes, but we have to recognize it. We make mistakes, but we are not a mistake. Because we make the mistake does not mean that defines us
6: as mistakes.
1: Right. Yes.
0: I'd like to pray for them, but I don't know how you do this.
5: don't have a method not you... Why don't you pray? And if if you want them to acknowledge it, one of the things that we've observed here is that people are not afraid to acknowledge when they have issues of guilt or shame. It's a really open group. So
0: let me just ask you this. This is how many of you felt guilt before? Raise your hand. You felt guilt. I mean if you haven't, you haven't. You're dead, right?
3: <laughs> How did you
0: feel shame? And and which is an easier declaration for you? Which is the easier declaration? Guilt, right? Because shame is shameful, right? But the same thing is true. What I said of guilt is true of shame. There's no one who walks the face of the earth who doesn't also feel shame. And. I think you have a chance, you have a chance to change that, your generation. You have a chance to bring this out of the closet. Okay. And to preach a cross that has two arms, not just one. Mm-hmm. Yes, forgiveness is great. Congrats. But you know what? A cross is more than just forgiveness. It's also acceptance. Yep. Come on. So you guys, when you go out, share both, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'll Thank pray you. for you. you. I Ah, man, I feel like I'm on God's holy ground here with these people. <laughs> you guys have got this place prayed up. I, it's
5: <laughs> this is a holy moment. <laughs> this is. This is a holy moment. Receive now. She prays. Mm-hmm. Receive. Because I talked to a couple just tonight who were struggling in the very area of shame. I asked one of them, I said, do you, do you love yourself as God wants to love you? And it was it was difficult for this person to acknowledge that. So well, that's more common than we realize. So when he prays, as best you can, take it in. Mm-hmm. Receive, Holy Spirit. Would you make this a holy moment now? Mm-hmm. Allow us to receive. Lord, we know it's often a process. Lord, you can also make this time mm-hmm. an event. Here.
1: Spiritual,
0: and and Lord, we pray that you break every yoke of oppression over every person here. And every bondage under which the enemy has waylaid your people to hold them captive. Your mission statement is so clear in Luke chapter 4, you said you've come to set the captives free. And we won't advise you on how to do that, but we know it is your heart's desire and that you love your people with an undying love. And then the cross, there couldn't have been a more shameful death. So it's clear that you not only took our sins, but our shame. And so I pray, O oh Lord Jesus, that that same exchange that took place at the cross, where we exchanged our sin for your forgiveness, that we would now be able to exchange our shame for your bring full through. acceptance. Yeah. And so, oh Lord, we bring to you our shame. We bring to you our sense of not measuring up. We bring to you that sense of being whatever it is we call ourselves that is unacceptable in the eyes of peers or, or those we esteem ourselves or even your eyes. We bring that to you and say, Lord, behold. Behold your creation. Behold your child. And let us behold your face and see the love that you have. Lord, I pray for these just as Paul prayed for the Ephesians who weren't quite sure that they were loved and accepted. And so you prayed for them, Paul. I mean, Paul prayed for them. And I want to pray for these the same way that they would be experiencing the length and width and breadth and height of the love of God. To know the love of God in a way that surpasses knowledge to be filled to the whole measure of the fullness of God and so just receive and just say with me I receive the love of God it's length and width and breadth and height is perfect love Holy Spirit pour your love into my heart Every that, that bypass every filter that I have. Every
1: filter that, says, no,
0: every filter that says, no, I'm not
1: loved.
0: Let it be stricken down now in Jesus' name. Let be, stricken in Jesus name. Let be stricken down now in Jesus' name. And pour out your love. Out your love. Thank, you your love. thank you for your love. I thank you for your love Love that doesn't depend on what I've done. I thank you for a love that depends only on what you've done. Thank you for
1: a love. And,
0: I, and I receive that love now. That love. Come, Holy Spirit, minister. I pray, Jesus, you just minister. Yeah. Let your Spirit pour yeah. out your love now Yeah. That, that convinces in a way that my words cannot, in a way that no yeah. one's words can convince. Lord, I pray that you would activate the word of your Scripture with a testimony of Your Spirit, that we are the children of God. But oh, Jesus, I pray that you testify in our inner beings that we are Your children, that we are dearly loved. Testify, Holy Spirit, to the truth of Your Word. And I pray that You'd expose every lie of the enemy, expose every lie of the enemy now. And I pray, O oh Lord, that You'd break the stronghold of every lie now over every person here. Let's go do it. Come, Holy Spirit, Lord. minister Your truth to Your people. Break out, Lord, break out among yes, us with the truth that sets us free. Amen. Come, Holy Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit.
1: Thank you, Jesus.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for these people. Thank you, Lord, for the, the call that's on their life. And I pray now for those who felt like that call may have been somehow forfeited. I pray now that You'd renew the call in their life. Renew the call in their life and the purpose for which they were made before the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. 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 Renew that call in their life, Lord. And just minister it deep in their hearts. Come, Holy Spirit. Minister Your love.
6: Mm -hmm. Jesus, we thank you that when you see us, you see your spotless Son, beautiful spotless Mm Son, and you see His worth. You don't see the worth of the things that we've done or the things that have been done to us.
3: I just see a picture of this as like a courthouse, and there's a (laughs) a person who's just guilty of some horrible crime and. He's before the judge and the judge just says you're free, I drop all charges and mm-hmm. you know, the the judge is in the place of power and significance mm-hmm. and the other person is in weakness and um This is the picture that I give it.
1: Jesus
0: Song we used to sing, you know, Lord you are more precious than silver, you know? I don't sing all that well, but I'm gonna I'm gonna sing and I, and I I'm gonna change the words if you don't mind. And want you imagine that Jesus is singing over you, know in 3, the, you know it's Zephaniah three, you know, that talked about that song the Lord sings over us. Yeah. My child you are more precious than silver. My child, you are
1: more precious
0: than gold. My child, you are more beautiful than diamonds. And nothing I desire compares with you.
4: I'm getting a picture that Jesus has broken off the chains and he's saying, don't try to pick them back up. Because he's broken them. And as he says, it is finished for a reason, because it hasn't finished.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a picture of um, him putting crowns on her head for a royalty and the opposite of shame and dishonor.
3: Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in the heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy
5: and my burden is light. Just lightly touch the person next to you. Drew said earlier that you can come with garbage, but it's best if you don't take it with you. (coughs) So our hope is that you let it go. And sometimes a prayer like this can do it. Maybe you need just to hang here for a little while. In the room here, we pray together after the meeting. Out there, we eat or we talk together. And one is not better than the other. It's just what you happen to need at the moment. Mm -hmm. And if shame is trying to hang on to you, maybe you've owned it for so long that it's hard to just shake it loose. And you want to stay in here a little longer. And we'll have people praying. I don't know if you can hang for a few minutes, Robert, afterwards, or you need to go right away. But if you can, we'll be in here. Maybe you want Robert or one of your friends to pray with you. Holy Spirit, saying, stir it up in our hearts, Lord. Would Would you be stirring in our hearts, Lord, these days? Stirring true, stirring, true identity. Mm -hmm. You take the weak people and you make them feel like they're not junk. And I feel weak, thank you. For those who feel weak, God says, you're the kind that I like to choose. So give them a sense, Lord, of their destiny. That they're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. That they... That you have plans to use them to impact others. Mm-hmm. Like Andrea said a few weeks ago, and she felt like I wasn't on God's special list. She found out differently.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: He's on his list. Mm-hmm. So Holy Spirit, now uh, you're making the connection through through people here, mm-hmm. go deep in our hearts, increase in our hearts, do it in the days ahead. And I, I want to get more of uh, what the Lord is speaking through Robert. And we're going to meet here on Friday night at 6:30. Please let me know whether tonight or by tomorrow morning. I'd really like to have you along with uh, some I've talked to you tonight that said, yeah, I'll come. So if, if that works for you, I'm here at 6.30. But we need to know because there's also lunch on Saturday. You can't come both days? Come Friday night? I'd like to also pray about one thing. Can we spend
3: some time, like five ten minutes, praying for Robert? Good.
5: Yes. Robert we're gonna pray for you. Yeah, you. Let me just share something I'd like you to be praying about regarding the community. As you know that we're praying about doing some remodeling here. We've started to remodel. We've got a couple different options. One would be to move this area here and create a four season porch here and open it up so that there's more room back this way. Another is to go downstairs and to push that break in that wall. And uh, we're thinking about both. We're not real sure. We think we have an idea, but we'd like you to pray with us because it affects you. You're the reason we're doing it. (laughs) So we want to hear from the Lord. And uh, so. Just put your hands up like you're blessing this wood and these beams and these walls. Some of them may be moving soon. And uh, we're just saying, Father, this is your place. And uh, please give us confirmation of what you want us to do. in the days ahead, right in front of us, the days ahead, is happening. It, within two weeks we will have we'll, we will know, we will know. so right. we want to know and we want to do your will and uh, want to open this place up mm-hmm. especially though in our hearts yes. stir in our hearts this is the real building this is the real temple stir in our hearts so that we impact others that we might love
6: our neighbors as ourselves
1: Amen. so
5: that we can invite people here that don't know the Lord. So. Amen. Amen. Robert, come on in here and just uh, stand right here. Mike, come with him. Mike, is, uh, the Mike has spoken here before. You know Mike. He's the president of MI, works with real closely with me. <laughs> In fact, the things that the Lord allowed me to touch, I, I found a guy that could, could do it better if I pass it over in my. Put your hands on them here. And if the Lord gives you a word. And <laughs> he really needs our prayer. <laughs> If you're close to them, just put your hands on him. just weak. Yeah, we want you to leave with a little shame.
1: Right?
3: Well, we thank you for, for people who come and pour themselves out for us. That's right, right. And Lord, we, we want those people to, to walk out of here not empty, but full. So Lord, would you just fill Robert now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We just thank you for bringing him to us, and thank you for, for giving him the grace to speaking to speak into our lives and to our hearts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and for for to pour himself out for us mm-hmm. and for you lord now just fill him Holy spirit mm-hmm. 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 Him mm-hmm. give him the energy he needs for this week and give him the, the words he needs for this week and we yes. thank you that he's here yes. Yes. thank you yes. that you brought him here safely thank you that you thank true. you that you'll bring him home safe yes. mm-hmm. and, and Robert as you're speaking I, I just saw um as you're standing right here and there's a light shining over your shoulder mm-hmm. I just, I just mm-hmm. saw um the light that, that your words shed on our hearts, oh, cool. mm-hmm. felt the light that, the clarity that your words brought, um, it was a very clear message, there was nothing confusing about it, There was it was very clear, the light was shining, and and then as you began to pray, I really felt the heaviness of your prayer kind of go over us in waves, um, as you we were praying, it was almost hard to it hold my head up, um, and you just, it carried such an authority in your prayer because of the clarity you brought. And because of the Holy Spirit speaking through you, your prayer just carried so much authority and it just, it just almost waved over us. So I just affirm that in you and that clarity. And I just ask for more of that, Lord, for, for more, for a sharper sword, for, for more clarity, for a brighter light. Yeah, that's good. Just <laughs> like that last part.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Robert, I saw a picture too. I saw a picture of um, like, I saw this um, mm-hmm. and you were standing, and it was like you were facing your old self, and you were standing on this ground, and then um, there was a big gap in the in the ground though, like you couldn't get back to the other side to who you used to be. And I heard the Lord say, "Son, you're not who you used to be. You're not who you okay. once were." Wow. And um and then I also saw another picture of you and you were you were on this boat out in the water like this huge boat and I just heard the Lord say son I'm taking you on a journey and I don't know if that's you know like physically He's taking you somewhere if it's just in, in where you're at you know in this walk with Him this place of trust or whatever it is but just that um yeah that He's just hmm. He's really just got you on this journey with Him and He He's He's enjoying it and He wants you to enjoy it mm-hmm. as well as mm-hmm. He leads you and where He takes you that's to. Good. Amen.
0: Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. I like that. Is <laughs> that you know what you say after you get a word? I
5: like that. <laughs> we bless the weekend, yeah, that's right. we bless uh, what the Lord will give us, Thank you. and how the Lord will speak.
3: Mm-hmm. Mike, when I was looking at you, I just, the old, the old game we used to play Connect 4, uh, the good old game, and the winner at Connect Kinect 4. And, uh, um, but there, there was two sides, and you had the two in the middle. I just, like, I see you as, as, the, as a person in the middle, um, bringing, bringing men of God and women of God and connecting them with, with people who need to hear from them, whether that's th- through MI, whether it's you know bringing Robert here for, for workshops or for community thoughts. I just thank you that you're a connector, that, that you, you bring the right people into the right places at the right time for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thank you for that, and I, and I just see, see God is real pleased with you connecting people. Mm-hmm. And it does not go unnoticed by God. Does not go um, unnoticed by people. Right? Thank you for for connecting us.
6: Yes. Father, protect their families, their wives uh, as they travel and they speak. Uh, Mark too for China. Continue to bless uh, the people in China that hear this message. Mm-hmm. Continue your work, Lord, there. Mm-hmm. Jesus' name, for your glory. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen.
5: Stay put. I have two more things I want to uh, share with you. Katie Irvin, mm. she was out snowboarding, I think it was snowboarding or skiing? Snowboarding. Snowboarding yesterday, and she uh, got some air and came down and, and uh, hit her head on a concussion. Mm-hmm. She is uh, recovering, and uh, praise the Lord, that doesn't appear that there's going to be any lasting damage, but she's very sore today and just recovering. Mm-hmm. Had a severe migraine headache uh, through the night, didn't get good mm-hmm. sleep, so
3: well, they had oh. to wake her up every two hours because of the concussion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, there's... So... Just uh, to add something, there's there's a guy from Crown over the weekend who fell... He, you know about this? Caleb, he, he fell snowboarding, I think it was on Saturday, and hit the back of his head and ended up dying. He was in a coma. Oh. 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 In fact, mm-hmm. 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 so, I mean, mm-hmm. so, remember that, too, I mean, it's... Yeah. yeah. So I want to
5: pray for her, and then I want to do one other thing. Yes. So someone... Uh, someone pray for Katie, Irvin?
4: Jesus, we thank you for Katie, and we thank you that her life is in your hands and that she's precious to you and that you have a purpose for her. And, Father, that you've kept her and that you've sustained her, and I thank you that you're healing her. I thank you that there's going to be no... Aftermath from this, Father. But I thank you that you're going to completely restore her, Father. That there's going to um, that there won't be any problems or complications following mm-hmm. this, Father. We yes, thank you that it's yes. going to be a testimony, yes, Father, that she'll uh, be able to give praise to you about. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. 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 It Amen. Mm-hmm. Ritsuko is the Japanese young lady that that um, some of you have met here. She's not here because she's getting ready to go out to. Hawaii uh, yeah. for, some kind, for at, you know, some kind of school. She works Some kind of test that she has to take, and uh, she would appreciate our prayers. She was uh, having a tough time, not being nervous about it. If she's here, she's usually in the kitchen mm-hmm. doing the dishes, and she said, "I'm sorry I can't be here to help you tonight." That's how conscientious she is, and in that mode. We need to find two more people that can help us with shopping. The food that you find on the table every week, somebody actually shops for that. Somebody goes out and gets it, and then they bring it here, and then somebody else, or that same person, sets it up. Lydia's been doing it lately. Did you do it tonight? Yes. Okay. So when you have only two people that are doing it, we're down to two now, then they do it every other week. So do we have two people that would like to do it? Once a month to help us. It takes me an hour to shop. Uh, Roberts, oh, you yeah. <laughs> yeah, not your money. Yeah, no. yeah, it's
3: yeah. all right.
5: Time it's time. not your money. No. It's we t- we, t- we, money. So we give you the money. <laughs> 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 okay, we got one. Shane, is there anyone else that would like to do this? Okay, thank you, Sarah. Next Tuesday we have a special meeting at 6 o'clock and I'm praying about this because I feel that we're moving to a place where God's giving specific assignments to people and saying I want you to work in the prophetic, I want you to work in pastoral care, I want you to work in evangelism and it just helps us to identify who people are and where they're called and I've talked to a few people just this week who have emailed me and said I feel I'm called to work In this area, we're going to meet with three people tonight who feel called to help in finances because we just need help in different areas. We'd like to hear from you. Next week at 6 o'clock, we're going to meet together. That's a time for those who who have a call to lead, a call not just to be here, but to step out and make a difference with others. I don't know who those people are. I know who some of them are, but I don't know who some of the others are. You may be there and you may have a calling to lead, and we don't even know it. And if you show up at 6, you know, you're know you saying that I want to make a difference. I want to do something. I'm not just here to, to take up space. I want to be significant. I want to make my life count. God's given a gift to you, and we'd like to know what it was. You don't have to come to the meeting to tell us, but you can email me and Karen and say, I feel called to, it may be service, it may be helping, it may be setting up chairs. This place needs to be set up. It takes about an hour to get ready you know, set up. Steve comes early. We, we do it together. We actually have fun uh, setting up. Then we are got to tear down afterwards. Uh, so there are all kinds of things. There's a lot of administrative things that Ally does. So if you want to be part of the team, you may. You know, there's, a, there's a place for you. If, you. if you desire a mentor, several have told me recently that they want somebody to mentor them actually working with Kendra to, uh, to find mentors for people to be patient with this it sometimes takes a while and uh, I think I think I'll say what we need to say. So the food is not here this time. The food is back in the kitchen and uh, if you want to put something in a little basket, the money goes to send people to Brazil or faraway places or to this weekend seminar that's where that's where the money comes from so i would uh, urge upon you don't wait till you get rich and famous to start giving <laughs> start giving now start start putting aside money and blessing other people because that's the way God will give you more of it if you push it out the front he puts it in the back his his shovel you know, he's got a bigger shovel than you do, so he'll, he'll give you more if you if you shovel it out.
6: Well, also, you mentioned, we mentioned we've been talking about uh, not only uh, mentoring, but maybe uh, mentoring someone else besides having a mentor, and then also having a small group of maybe two or three. Yes. So that would be kind of a life group, whatever you want to call it. But yes. it's more of a community rather than just two people. You've That's got, right. you know, three, and maybe four, but three is a good number. Yeah.
5: Thank you for saying that. That'll be in the update that you'll get. In fact, we're going to send it out tomorrow, Alan, uh, this week, because I need to know from people about the weekend. So I want to hear back from you. So uh, if you came after we made the announcement about new people, anybody anybody new that hadn't been here before, This was your first time here? That ain't happened before. <laughs> We did something new tonight. <laughs> no new so, Been here for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, if if you're not getting the update, put give us your email again because you should be getting it every week.
2: Okay. Say break on the kind of
5: three. One, two, three.
2: Great.